And thank you for joining us here on a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, the South Dakota Secretary of Agriculture and Natural Resources is a member of a group from the United States that is currently on a trade mission in Singapore and Malaysia. Hunter Roberts says there's a lot of export potential for South Dakota in that part of the world. Our dairy industry continues to grow. That part of Southeast Asia is growing in population. Uh, they have a growing economy. People are doing better. Yes, in my experience, when you do better, you, you eat more cheese and dairy and eat more beef. And we produce a lot of those in South Dakota. So that's where we're going there. Certainly soybean meal, food products are also Malaysia's very established at taking kind of semi-processed or unprocessed food products and turning them into finished food products. So it just makes sense for us to go there. It's, it's really the gateway to the Southeast Asia, which is a growing economy and, and growing opportunity for our state. Robert says it's beneficial for South Dakota and the United States to keep options open when it comes to our agriculture export markets. You know, another reason why we're looking at kind of these expanding existing relationships and growing new relationships is a lot of our egg products go to China right now. And Chinese government's not... Uh, we're, we're not in a great space with them right now, and we don't want them to have put our egg, be able to put our egg producers in a worse position than, than they should be in. So diversifying who we go to, looking at the future, Chinese population is not growing either. So looking at as our egg products continue to grow, we need to look at future markets. And certainly Southeast Asia is, is our number one target. Now, in late September 2023, Roberts was part of a delegation of business leaders and state government officials from South Dakota who took a trade mission trip to Mexico. That trip was organized by the South Dakota Trade Group and used state trade expansion program grant funds from the U.S. Small Business Administration to support the delegation. This trade mission trip right now is organized by the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Foreign Ag Service. Also representing South Dakota on the trip is Salem area farmer Don Shire, who currently serves as a secretary of the U.S. Soybean Export Council's Board of Directors. Well, Enviro Flight of North Carolina is taking waste byproducts from the pre-consumer manufacturing of food to feed black soldier flies and using their larvae as an animal feed protein source. Enviro Flight President Liz Kutsos explains. So we raise black soldier fly larvae using byproducts from the food and feed industry, essentially upcycling to make sustainable protein and energy that we feed back to animals in the livestock, poultry, and companion animal industries. We're wholly owned by Darling Ingredients, so we are a part of a family of recyclers, if you will. Black soldier fly larvae can be used as a high-quality nutrient source for poultry, fish, pets, exotics, and swine in various forms. Harnessing the power of the fly helps feed the animals that will ultimately feed a rapidly growing population. Because we need more protein and energy to feed the world, and, and these insects have this amazing ability to transform what would be landfill waste or low-value ingredients uh, into really high-quality nutrition. So we use that, that potential of the insect to create more ingredients to help feed our growing animal and human populations. Kutso says there are a variety of approved ingredients they can feed the black soldier flies. Everything from byproducts, let's say from the baking industry, you know, the cookies and the crackers that don't make it into the packaging to go to the grocery store. That can be byproducts from ethanol manufacturing, like wet stillage. That can be byproducts from the alcohol industry, like wet stillage. A lot of the ingredient producers create biomass as part of their process. You create yeast, you're going to have a liquid waste end product. Black soldier fly larvae are amazing at being able to utilize those 
byproducts, what would be considered waste out of another manufacturing facility to make high value nutrition. And they do it in a really rapid life cycle. So we can go from kind of start to harvest in about 14 days. And the process is fully overseen by EnviroFlight. We are vertically integrated. We breed flies. We collect their eggs. We raise the larvae until they are market weight, no different than chickens or pigs or cows. And then they go through a drying process. That is their uh, method of creating the first ingredient that we make, which is a whole dried larva that generally goes into a backyard poultry market. And then from that whole dried insect, we can fractionate into the high protein meal and an oil ingredient. And so those can go into livestock, poultry, and companion animals as well. She adds all of the animals served would naturally eat insects, but the adoption is limited by costs and availability. Well, this past week saw the World Food Prize awarded. I am pleased as governor of the great state of Iowa to proclaim Heidi Kuhn, the founder and CEO of Roots of Peace, as the 2023 World Food Prize Laureate. Iowa's Governor Kim Reynolds awarded Heidi Kuhn for her leadership on behalf of farmers and war victims. Thank you for this tremendous honor. I stand here humbled and honored as a mother of four children and a grandmother of seven. For the footsteps of a child around the world is at risk. Kuhn says children are at risk from 60 million landmines in 60 countries. I know as a mother it takes eight pounds to give life to a child takes eight pounds to detonate a landmine. Roots of Peace aims to make farmland safe, Kewen says, removing a landmine and planting a fruit tree is an act of peace. But furthermore, as a landmine is removed and that fruit tree is planted, it will feed future generations as the seven million fruit trees are the legacy we left behind in Afghanistan. But if I've learned from my fellow laureates, by planting a tree also creates the carbon sequestration that will renew the lungs of the Mother Earth that we share. And the climate may become in balance through demining, replanting, and rebuilding the world. And again, that is Heidi Q in the 2023 World Food Prize Laureate at the awards ceremony last Thursday. And finally, here on American Ag Today, once the harvest season wraps up, the off-season is a good time to focus on farm shop projects to get ready for next year. Dan Nyberg, sales trader for Morton Building, says begin by preparing for interior work. Give your heating system a checkup or have it serviced to avoid problems once cold weather sets in. Make sure your lighting is functional and sufficient and consider LED upgrades. Clean and organize workbench and tools. Look over support equipment such as compressors, welders, drill presses, especially the belts and the wear parts. And inventory your waste oil storage. Nyberg says after cleaning equipment, the next step is to prioritize the maintenance schedule. Consider which maintenance project you'll tackle first and when and make a list. Ensure critical needs are met first to be ready for spring. And remember, projects can take longer than expected. And make your parts list. Finding parts for older equipment could require research or longer shipping times. And he offers a checklist for the most important maintenance work. Lubricate equipment, coat polished surfaces with rust inhibitor, check hydraulic hoses and replace as needed. Inspect tires. Replace if they're worn or have cracked sidewalls. Make oil and filter changes, including air filters for engines, as well as filters for cabs and operators. And keep technology current with data updates and upgrades. 
That's Dan Nyberg from Morton Buildings. We're out of time on American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.